<laughs> uh, what's up? Episode 11. 11 heaven, honey. Lucky number 11. Is it? Well, 11 is a lucky That's uh, true. time you make a wish on. That's true. So, I think there's some luck involved. Welcome to our podcast called When I Open. I'm Amanda. And I'm Audrey. And we're sisters. And this is When I Open, as like we I already said. said. <laughs> We're really working on it, and we're going to get that down We're packed. getting better. We are getting better. But it's like, it's kind of our thing at this point, so maybe we should never get better. <laughs> it's kind of our thing. It's like our... We're, it's kind of our thing to be bad at this. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's our thing. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Let's continue to be bad at it and not get better. Our dad thinks it's funny. We Yeah, our dad likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we are back. It's been 20 minutes since, not even, it's been, it's five, been five, minutes. five minutes since we ended episode 10. Check Twitter. I ate food really, really fast. Ate some Triscuits. Got a little bit more wine. My mother said, we're eating dinner soon. And oh. I came upstairs. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was eating Triscuits. Oh. Okay. Um, what should we talk about? Mm, updates. Updates. I didn't have well, how about instead time. of updates, let's answer a question. Okay. Okay, wait. I bet there's an app that will ask us a question. Okay. Question generator. Random question generator. Conversationstarterworld.com. What was the worst thing you've eaten out of politeness? Okay, I got one. Uh, okay. <laughs> Mine was yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, oh. I drank something. Oh, the um, Bloody Mary? Yeah. So my aunt, she offered me a Bloody Mary. She was like, I can make a Bloody Mary, or I can get a glass of wine, or I can make... She offered some other drink, and I was... And I just definitely didn't want a Bloody Mary, but I, for some reason, instead of saying, no, thank you, I don't want a Bloody no, Mary... No, I think you said, like, oh, like... No, she said, I can I make a Bloody Mary, or, like, a mimosa, and you're like, a mimosa, yeah, that sounds good. And she's like, have you ever had a Bloody Mary? You're yes. like, no, like, no, I've never tried. She's like, oh, they're so good, like, I promise they're good. And so I think that's what got you into. Yes, that's a, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I I asked for the other thing. Yeah, and she said, but have but and I said, but I've never had a Bloody Mary. I think I said that. I've yeah, that. and then she said, well, it's really good. Yeah. and I just you know, never have I ever <laughs> wanted to try a Bloody Mary. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I can never put one finger down for that. I know. <laughs> uh, it sounds disgusting, and turns out I was right because. <laughs> I I think I expected it to taste like tomato juice with some alcohol, mm-hmm. but instead, because there's also horseradish in it, mm-hmm. it tasted like, it tastes like the stuff you, it's like, so if you get oysters, raw oysters, mm-hmm. you put either this like cocktail sauce on it, they also give you a little thing of horseradish or um, mignonette sauce. Mignonette sauce is good. It's good on oysters, but I don't want my alcoholic drink to taste like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like every sip I took... It tasted like cocktail sauce yeah. with horseradish in it. Yeah. With ice cubes floating in it. That looks, it looked really bad and I didn't, I never offered to drink it. it was, I didn't feel like I needed to be polite about that. <laughs> I, and she, she, I took a sip and she like watched me and I was like, 
I couldn't say it was good, but I couldn't say it was bad. And yeah. so I just, like, slid it towards my cousin who drank those. She's like, I love savory drinks. And I was like, great. Yeah. And I want my liquids to be refreshing. Yeah. So I slid that towards her. But I did take, like, two or three sips in front of Auntie Beth because I really didn't want to, like, say it was gross. Yeah. Because I bet it tasted it tasted I think better. it was the ice that really did it for me. Like, it looked bad with the ice. It just tasted like it shouldn't be a drink. Tastes yeah. like I should dip a shrimp in it. <laughs> And that sounds good to me. Yeah. But not drink it. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, I've done it many times. I'm trying to think of one time, like, like specifically. I'm a very picky eater, so you I are. don't... But I'm also, like, afraid of offending anybody. So, like, this, yes. this is a situation that I feel like happens a lot to me. Oh. I'll, I'll call out Erica. Because she made me, um, I came to her house and, like... I was really hungry, so she, like, her being Erica, she offered me, like, just mixed vegetables. <laughs> Classic! <laughs> like, her mom, her mom also, like, leftover meatloaf or something, which was really good. And then she's like, oh, I also have this mix of peas and carrots and corn. And I was like, okay. Like, that sounds like, so good to I know, me. you'll probably do, but I was, like, picking at the vegetables, and eventually I just, like, spread them over the plate. <laughs> <laughs> I just spread them across the plate so it looked like I ate, like, more than I did. Which is a classic move. Yes. And, <laughs> and I ate some of the corn because I like corn. And I do like carrots too, but like I wasn't really feeling it. And I was like, I wasn't really feeling I was like, well, I'm really full from that meatloaf. Thanks though, Erica. And then she looked at me and she was like, I know you don't like it. So I'm like, <laughs> thanks though. <laughs> Luckily, we've been friends for 20 years and it's okay. But yeah. All is well. But that's only, I think that's the only specific experience. That's happened to me many times though. Mostly like, like a boyfriend's house. But Angela's really good at, like, making sure if I'm coming over for dinner that he tells his family, like, to, like, make something that I like. Mm. So. Luckily, honestly, Leslie, I know you're listening. <laughs> Your food's so good. And that's <laughs> not just saying that. It's really, really good. I'm hard to please. Joel's family cooks super, super good food. But mm. I also eat literally anything. Yeah, you really do. Except, I mean, now I, mean, I don't. Now, you're vegan. now I'm vegan, but, like. There's no vegetable I don't like. There's no spice I don't like. There's no flavor I don't yeah, like. Yeah, I can't on my hands the vegetables that I like. Yeah, which is sad because vegetables are so good. A thing I do a lot. I just like I'm just so amazed that the oh, earth can like, produce like you're this amazing like, bounty. You're like, can you believe this came from the ground? <laughs> yes, this is just a natural earth. I'm like, what are you talking about? It tastes I like just garbage. So <laughs> amazed that nature is so full of flavors and colors. <sighs> I only like the green ones. <laughs> <laughs> you like corn. Ranch. Hummus. Ew. I hate hummus. What? I, t- I told you this yesterday when I when you were making the artichoke dip. I said, I don't like hummus. I know, but I didn't believe you. Uh, you I told you many times and you never believed me. Because <laughs> hummus is so good. I've eaten it. Even this one and a half year old baby is obsessed with hummus. One time she saw the hummus container in the fridge and started screaming and pointing. She was like, give it to me! Maybe that's what she saw. <laughs> Maybe she saw hummus, like, fleck of it on the wall. Yeah. <gasps> ah! <laughs> no, what a waste! <laughs> okay. Let's get into so it. So that's what's happening with our lives. Let's get into it. So I'm Amanda talking. It's my episode today. Mm-hmm. We keep forgetting to emphasize who's mm-hmm. talking at what point. But Amanda's got the floor today. And I figured it was about time for some good old-fashioned murder. Yes! For this episode, I sourced um, a lot of my information from wired.co.uk, telegraph.co.uk, theguardian.com slash uk. <laughs> wonder where this story takes place. And uh, crimesandinvestigations.co.uk. So, 
I don't know if you can tell, but this story takes place in the UK. What? <laughs> what? I did say my last episode that I recorded was the Bridgewater Triangle, mm-hmm. and I said in it that I'm going to try and branch out, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go somewhere that is not the New England area. Yes, so we're doing England now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so we've moved from New that's England the to... the most we can do. <laughs> that's, as, that's as good as I can give you. Okay. I'm really connected to this place. <laughs> for a place-based podcast. Okay, so... So this is the story about the Foster family. Okay. The story takes place on August 26th, 2008. So 12 years ago. Okay. Well, 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Maysbrook, which is, a, I think I'm saying it right, Maysbrook. I'm, a, I'm like an expert on England now that I've been watching Love Island religiously. Maysbrook. Does that sound right? <laughs> no, I have no idea what that is. Maysbrook. <laughs> it's a, a village in... Shropshire? Okay, you try and say this name. Shropshire? Shropshire? <laughs> in Shropshire. Shropshire, yeah. I'm from Maysbrook in Shropshire. Oh my god, all the English listeners are gonna be like, turn this sorry, off. Sorry, sorry. garbage off. I'm sure that all of our English, our UK listeners probably know what this place is, or at least, I think in America we have our states, and then in the states we have, uh... Cat- counties counties and then you have your towns within those ta- counties and so i think maysbrook is the town shrops shop shrop shropshire shropshire is the county and england is the country please tell me you don't have to keep saying that word i do not okay thank god and it's kind of located in like central western england okay um, and almost everyone who lives in maysbrook is a self-made millionaire it's a very rich oh it's like essex yeah yeah, except in Essex, they're all, like, born rich. They're not self-made. Oh, self-made. Okay, okay. Good for um, you, Shropshire. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, Maysbrook. Maysbrook, yeah. So, um, yeah, very, very wealthy town. Mm-hmm. And that's no exception for when we turn to the Foster family, which is the family of this story. This family is made up of Christopher Foster, his wife, Jill Foster, and their 15-year-old daughter, Kirsty Foster. No, how? Five-year-old? Fifteen. Oh, okay. Christopher Foster made all of his money by inventing a new chemical formula that was then patented, or he patented it, to be used when you create insulation for oil rigs to prevent, like, fires. Oh, okay. To prevent, like, explosions. I never thought to do, have done that with my life. He apparently, Someone he, like, me. heard of it, an explosion that happened at some oil oh, rig, okay. and he's like, I think I know what could fix that. Oh. And he created this and chemical formula that creates an insulation. Cool. And he made a lot of money off of that. So... With that money, he was able to buy two Porsches, an Ashton Martin, a 4 by 4 for his wife. Martin. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Aston. An Aston, sorry. <laughs> an Ashton Martin. <laughs> Wait, I think, I know someone named Ashton Martin, that's why I said that. <laughs> There's someone, I'm like on my floor in freshman year of high school, oh. and I was just like, yeah, Ashton that's the word. <laughs> bought my friend. <laughs> I bought my friend. Um, an Aston Martin, <laughs> a 4 by 4 for his wife. A mansion that was called the Osbaston, 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 if you're British, Osbaston, Osbaston, house, um, which she apparently saw, like, she was flipping through, like, this magazine, was like, I love this house, and he bought it. It's like, you got it, babe. Sold. I got anything for you, babe. (laughs) It was on a 16-acre property. They bought three horses. They had four dogs. They had, he was obsessed with guns, so he bought tons of guns, really, 20,000 pound guns. Oh. Pound, like, instead of dollar, because we're in the UK. Oh. Not, like, weight. Not like, weight-wise. some heavy-ass guns. 
The gun did not weigh also, two tons. Also, it would have been ten pounds. Ten tons. Ten tons, you're right. A ton is not ten thousand pounds. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, he had guns that were, like, 12 to 10 to 20,000 pounds. Damn. Cost-wise. Expensive. They're expensive. And uh, he had more than one membership to um, a clay pigeon shooting club. Okay. So several memberships to those. One than one do. He's like, I want multiple days a week, and I don't want to meet the same people every time. I feel you. So, like, but depending on the sources I was reading... He had more or less cars, so some also said that he had a Jaguar, a Mercedes, a Ferrari, and a Bentley, in addition to all of the ones I already listed, and that he strolled up on move-in day in two Range Rovers to impress his neighbors. (laughs) But, um, so to anyone else, they seem like a really, like, picture-perfect family for the American dream. Or the British dream, since I don't know what their equivalent of that is. American dream. But if you're American, you probably know the Mm -hmm. concept of the American dream. Mm -hmm. Whatever that equivalent is in Britain, he was doing it. Mm -hmm. He's creating this huge amount of wealth out of nothing. He was, like, a salesman for Mm -hmm. mattresses when he was younger, I'm pretty sure. So people saw their family as a happy, loving family. Friends said that they would, like, often be joking and cuddling and watching TV together at night. And neighbors said that they just seemed really happy. But obviously, whenever that's said in a story mm-hmm. like this, that is not the He's case. He's just a normal guy. I never expected it. Mm-hmm. So obviously, that's never the truth. This is no exception. It turns out that while Christopher's invention was successful in bringing in a lot of money, it wasn't bringing in that much money. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so that makes sense. this life he was living was completely on credit. Yeah. And a lot of credit, obviously. He's got, like, yeah. several really expensive cars. Millions and mansion, acres. Yeah, gazillions of dollars. I would expect a house like that to be, like, over $100 million. They were in a mansion. Yeah, I mean, I don't see what it looks like, but it sounds I'll like show it. you a picture of it, actually. This is it. Um, this will be relevant. You'll understand why it looks like that, but that's what it looked like. It's yeah, like a castle. I'd say like, I'd say like 20 million. 20 million? 20 to 30 million. Depends. I guess if it's like an uppity neighborhood, it'd be higher, but um, in like the suburbs, that would probably be like 20, 30 million. Okay. Um, plus all the cars and all that stuff. Yeah, obviously. Plus the land. No matter acres. what it is, 20 million, 100 million, there's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Especially if you don't have any. Yeah. Basically, he's not making that much money. He's in a lot of debt, which is mm-hmm. never a good sign. But for a little bit of background, in 2003, Christopher had entered into an exclusive contract with this company called DRC, and um, the contract basically let them be the only company that manufactured this patent. Mm-hmm. And so then in 2004, he'd been worth 10 million pounds. Okay. So enough to buy half of that house at the most. Yeah. If it was and none worth. of the cars and none of his daily expenses. And that's like all your savings yeah and apparently he would like give gifts like crazy like he bought his mom a car as well and like, oh. all this stuff and then so he got this contract in 2003 by 2004 he was worth 10 million pounds but by 2005 his spending was totally out of hand and he was completely out of money and like way in debt yeah in a year yeah or like in two years basically and so christopher tried to break off the terms of this deal so that he could figure out a way to get more money because he yeah. wasn't like trapped in this ton- contract but drc successfully sued him over this like trying to break the deal over this contract oh and got complete control of the contract of the patent and like he was removed from the <gasps> patent and they got it way more successful because he's gone oh my god and so he's completely off of this so he's not making any money mm-hmm. really he's making only money from like whatever his other jobs are mm-hmm. like his other investments this drc company had this patent but he also had, like his personal company that was creating things um but 
His personal company went into compulsory liquidation in 2007. His salary was ceased, and there was a three million pound freezing order that was put on his assets. So um, basically, he's yeah. So he's like so it's super like, in debt. The government's like trying to seize yeah. his money, seize his assets like because he. Shit's Creek. Have you seen that? Yes, it's like Shit's Creek. They like just take all their stuff away. From yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> and they have like he owes like three million pounds yeah. of assets to the government. In addition to all of that, he also turned out to have at least eight known mistresses. Oh, God. <laughs> and apparently he, like, wasn't very handsome, but he would just, like, flash his money and, like, yeah. show them all this wealth. So, like, every time he wanted to, like, have a new mistress, he would have to, like, show off all his money and, like, yeah. make crazy purchases in front of them. Oh, God. And then he'd get his mistress. So there's at least eight known mistresses, according to Jill's, his wife's sister. Uh-huh. Um, and Jill knew all about them, but oh. she felt like she needed to, like, play the dutiful wife oh and keep God. her mouth shut. So what? she never That's said not anything. Your duty is otherwise. Literally not your duty at all. Um, but she's like, I'm not. She just assumed she shouldn't say anything. Or I don't know, like what they talked. I don't know the details of what they talked about between them, each other, as a married couple. But according to her sister, she, she knew about it, but she didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he really tried to keep it a secret. And then on top of all of this, so he's got these mistresses. He's in crazy debt. He's been sued by this company. Um, he's lost his connection to this invention. He also didn't pay any of his taxes. Uh, it's Trump? Oh, <laughs> also it's Trump. <laughs> oh, oh, that makes more sense. Everything makes sense now. So he owed the government nearly like a million pounds on top of all of that mm-hmm. out of his taxes. So they were like on top of him. Mm-hmm. And um, according to his brother, so Christopher is the father. His He has a brother. I think his brother's name is Andrew. That's our brother's name too. <laughs> fun, fun fact. Um, his brother hadn't been in contact with Christopher in, like, years and years and years, but after what we will talk about soon, he came out and said that, like, Christopher was obsessed with controlling everything, and, like, mm-hmm. the reason they don't talk is because when they were younger, Christopher sexually abused him, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, which is really sad, but if that is out of, like, a need for control, clearly everything is out of control for <laughs> yeah. him in this point, because he's just completely gone off the rails with how mm-hmm. much he's spending. So... Let's go back to this night. So this all starts on August 26th. That's the background. He's completely in debt, but horribly in debt. He Mm -hmm. owes the government money. His assets are seized. I don't really think his family knows about all the details of all of this. Mm -hmm. He's still, like, going to the shooting, like, the clay pigeon shooting clubs, like, four times a week. And uh, so, according to Daily Mail, Belinda's father's... Nope, not Belinda's father's. Belinda Fathers, <laughs> who is the Foster's housekeeper and friend, mm-hmm. recalled that on that day there was one possible sign of the impending horror that was to come. She said Chris and Jill had been looking at family photographs, which included his childhood pictures. And as Belinda recalls, they watched their wedding video and cried together. She mm-hmm. said they didn't usually spend time being like reminiscent of anything. And it seemed really weird that they were like spending all this time just like looking through all of these things. Yeah. And seemed really sad about it. Yeah. And were like being very nostalgic that yeah. day. They didn't they just weren't those kind of people. Yeah. And so she's like, That's weird. But I didn't really think anything of it at the time. Yeah. So they went out that night, they went to an event, there was a photo taken of them at this event. A few hours after that photo was taken, they went home. Christopher went upstairs to the bedroom where his wife Jill was. She shot. He shot Jill in the head, mm-hmm. killed her. Then he walked to another part of the house. I'm not sure how far away this is because their house is enormous. So I don't know if his daughter heard they anything. Heard it, yeah. But he walked to another house, to another part of the house where his daughter was on the phone with a friend. Opened her bedroom door, oh shot god. her in the back of the head <gasps> in the middle of her phone call. Oh my god. Killed her. Then he walked outside. 
went to the barn, shot all of their horses. <gasps> Why? Walked to wherever you keep dogs, shot all four of their dogs. <gasps> no. Yeah. Killed all their dogs. Oh. And then when that was done, he doused their entire mansion, all of the outbuildings, like the separate buildings, all of the like garages and stuff, with over 200 gallons of oil. Which is ironic because he lives in like a he works in an oil. Yeah, I was gonna say like like a pro- he's protecting. The yeah, from. he's protecting it from everyone. Yeah, so he doused the house in over two hundred gallons of oil and then sent it up into flames. Okay. He walked back to the bed where his wife his wife's body oh, was laying. God, he just climbed her? climbed right into bed with her while the house was burning, and uh, while he was there, it, he died of smoke inhalation before anything else. You crazy asshole <laughs> such an asshole yeah. i don't know how like what do you so what do you say about these people i don't even know i don't even know you're wow what an ass <laughs> such an ass <laughs> absolutely so the neighbors saw the flames you know they saw the fire yeah. and a 999 call was called because this is britain was his plan to be like pretending they all died in a fire we'll kind of get to that okay. but i also think i don't think so okay. for a couple of reasons a 999 call was made, it's Britain, so mm-hmm. that's their version of 911, but when fire trucks arrived, they couldn't get through the gate because um, Christopher had flipped over a horse box, and I'm not quite sure what a horse box is. I have no idea. But I think it's, like, what you, like, transport horses in. Actually, I should have looked this up. Let me Google it. It's like a trailer, though. Yeah, you're right. Horse. I they call it something else there. Box. No, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, like, what you transport horses in. He had, like, towed it out and flipped it on its side and then jammed the wheels, like, into the gate mm-hmm. so, like, they couldn't open it because there's this big, tra- like, trailer mm-hmm. thing in the way. And in addition to that, there was crazy flames at this point. It was so hot that they, like, couldn't even get towards yeah. the house at all because there's just, like, a lot of garages before the house. And so yeah. it was just everything was on fire. And they were jammed out, which took a while to get through. So at that point, it was so hot and so powerful that it took days and days for them to get the fire out. It took, oh, like, wow. several days. And 12, wow. fire tr- fire, 12 fire rescue crews. Dang. Plus several days to get the fire to go out. And then the police found that Chris and Jill's bodies... Well, basically they found their bodies by accident. So while okay. they were taking pictures of, like, the scene... Yeah. The um, This is in, a, in quotes from one of the police officers. Um, I found something spongy by the fireplace. Or I had stepped on something spongy by the fireplace, which turned out to be their bodies. <gasps> They were revealed to have fallen through the burned floor from above while still entwined with each one another. Oh. So apparently he like probably held on, held to, her. on to her body, yeah. like allowed himself to die. And then when the fire was so strong that the floor fell through, they were like stuck together. Oh my God. The, I, what really got me was the word spongy. I know. That's what got me too. Ew, spongy. Well, it was ooh, like, because it was. Way to describe someone's body. It's disgusting. Felt yeah. Something spongy. Like stepping on it, like what is it sponging? Oh, I don't know. Like maybe your ske- your body was just it was maybe it was so hot that it like yeah changed the makeup yeah. of your body. I don't know what happens to your body when so. there's that much heat. Um, the coroner coroner <laughs> coroner recorded that um he had died from smoke inhalation, but that there was a loaded rifle that was recovered right near his body. Mm-hmm. So it maybe that he had intended to kill himself, but mm-hmm. like maybe he was like hugging his wife and like realized what he had done and was mm-hmm. like holding her and then died of smoke inhalation mm-hmm. um but they're not that whether he intended to kill himself with the gun was will never be understood mm-hmm. the position of his body i don't know if this is the coroner that decided this or the police chief or them together but like 
while doing a lot of investigation on this, they decided that the position of the bodies suggested that his motives were out of love and not out of That's hatred. what I was thinking. Yeah. I was honestly like, because he loves them so much, obviously it's crazy, but like, he doesn't want them to have to go through like what yeah. they were going to have to go through. Exactly. Or even if he was going to set the house on fire anyway with them, that he just didn't want them to die the horrible death of smoke inhalation. Yeah, and, like, he's like, I just want to end it fast for you. Yeah. But also like, even then that's like, so messed up. Oh, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. absolutely. He like, if he just killed, killed himself, he should just kill himself and just burn their house down. They didn't even need to burn the house down. Just kill yourself, and that's it. Yeah, and they could sell the house. Yes. So they think he was trying. Yeah, they think he was trying to protect Jill from the humiliation of his financial troubles, yeah. which is an insane mindset. And you're gonna kill your 15 year old daughter. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he was he was crazy. And he killed all of his pets. Yeah, those ones, like, they don't care. Yeah, why'd you kill all your pets? Maybe they're like, oh, well, all your owners are gonna be gone, so, like... Who's gonna take care of you? I don't even know. The state will take them. Or maybe he didn't want them to die of smoke inhalation. Like, if he didn't want them to burn to death. I don't know. You could've just, like, set them free. I don't know. Yeah, I know. But, obviously, yeah. Obviously, he was insane. If he really was doing this out of love... Did he really love his wife that much? Because he had eight mistresses. Yeah, I know. It's like, he's still... He's already treating her like garbage. Yeah. So it's just... Unless that was just, like, what he thought he was allowed to do, you know? Like, Maybe. Like, I feel like you could still love Maybe your wife. Maybe they had an open marriage. And, like, yeah, you can she... totally love your wife. You're just absolutely horrible at loving oh. somebody. Yes, but then it's like, why were they rewatching the like, wedding? Was it, was she That's the it? thing. That's the thing that I keep coming back to, is that this housekeeper said they were rewatching like, their wedding yeah. video, and, wa- and, like, looking at all these old photos of, like, them as kids, and crying together that morning. Yeah. So I almost wonder if she was in on it. Yeah. And if she was like, we just, just, I understand, like, we need to just end this. Yeah. We're so deep. Maybe he revealed to her that he was yeah. in Malstead, and he, she was like, I don't even. Maybe she was very depressed, too, because she was living with this husband who, yeah. like, didn't love her in the way she needed to be loved and was trapped in this life. I don't know. Yeah. It's really interesting, though, because I also wondered if she was in on it because yeah. of that. I don't know. But there was a lot of talk from his brother after this all happened, he came out and talked a lot, which was, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I get it if he did actually, like, hurt you and abuse you, mm-hmm. but to not talk to or about your brother at all, and then the minute it happens to, like, come forth to all these media yeah. people is kind of weird. Yeah. But he did say that when they were younger, his brother, Christopher, the guy who did all this, was obsessed with fire, and at one point he accidentally oh. lit Andrew on fire. <gasps> Accidentally. I don't know how that happens, but maybe they were playing with fire a little too aggressively. I guess so. But I don't, I don't know. So he claims that, but I also yeah. feel like he seems like this is my opportunity to, like, destroy my brother's name. Yeah. Your brother did that enough for himself. Yeah, no, like, he's already gone. <laughs> yeah, like, he, like, his name is off. Yeah, he killed charts. his wife and child. Yeah. <laughs> Burned a house to the ground. But super weird. So maybe he, he, like, was kind of a pyro. He also, like, maybe sexually abused his brother. brother yeah, that also kind of got me, like, oh, maybe he's, like, Maybe he was just a bad dude. Yeah. And he just hid it for so long. Yeah. I don't know. And then also there's a lot of talk about him. I didn't write this in my notes, so I'm just saying this out of memory, but I'm pretty sure I remember several reports saying that there was evidence of him researching on his computer things that were related to, like, suicide hotlines. Oh. Like, information on suicide and, like, how... Yeah. So there was a lot of speculation that he was pretty suicidal in the, mm-hmm. like, months leading up to that. But then it's just like, why do you gotta kill your wife and daughter? Um, yeah, unless the wife was in on it and, like, was con- helping him convince him that it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I don't know. But, the, yeah, the daughter, obviously she'd be traumatized and, yeah. like, it would be really hard for her to come back from it, but she could live her life still. Yeah. But then, so, when you asked about how 
if he shot them because he thought it would look like they burned to death by accident in the house. Mm-hmm. There's CCTV at, at their house. I get, I'm assuming they got it for, like, intruders or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he would have known those were on. Mm-hmm. And there's there's all these videos of him walking back and forth with, like, the gasoline, like, pouring all the gasoline all... Mm-hmm. It doesn't show the house. You can't see inside the house. But you see, like, the barn and the garage and stuff. You, you There's evidence of him dousing it all. Is there any evidence that she killed herself? Wife? I'm pretty sure the gunshot was to the back of her head. Oh, back. Okay, then right. I think both of them had a gunshot to the back of the head. Okay. I think it's the front of the head. Well, it would make sense if it's the front of the head because she was laying in bed. Oh. Unless he moved her to the bed. Hmm. I guess you don't really know that. Yeah, you can't tell. You can't tell where... But I just think that'd be interesting if, like, it was... She it was, like, a double suicide. Yeah. But maybe she didn't know that he was gonna kill her kid. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she thought he was gonna let her go. I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Because everything's burned. All the evidence. But this is... Uh, I chose this story because Family Annihilators, as I said in the previous episode, mm-hmm. really interests me. So, to summarize all of this, or to kind of, like, wrap this up, there's basically been a lot of studies on Family Annihilators and, like, what motivates them. And a study that took place over three decades, or not over three decades, but a study that took a look at three decades of British murders identified that 71 of those murders over three decades were family annihilators, which isn't, like, a ton, but it's more than I would expect. Um, Yes, same. And of those 71, 59 of them were male, Mm -hmm. of, like, were the father that was doing it, Mm -hmm. which is over 80%. And then of those 71, 55% were in their 30s when they committed the crime. Oh. Take what you will with that information. After that study, they decided... Are you okay? Ah, cramp. Oh. <laughs> oh um, after that study, they decided that there are four categories of family annihilators, or, like, four reasons why someone would kill their family. Okay. Reason one is a big family breakup. So that would include issues relating to having access to the children. Uh-huh. So they're like, if you're not going to, like, let me have my kids, I'm just going to kill all of you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. That was, like, the most common reason was, like, a family breakup. Their, yeah. Their relationships are all, like, torn apart. That's kind of like when people don't want to get divorced so they kill their husband. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, disobey God. <laughs> well, that's, um, well, that's kind of playing into another theme. I don't know if that's going to be this theme or another theme. Okay. So the next popular reason was uh, financial troubles. Yeah. Which is this. This is clearly yes. falls into that. I've heard a lot of them about financial troubles. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times if you have, if you're married to someone still mm-hmm. and you have all this financial debt and you die, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure your your spouse would take that on, right? I don't know. I don't know. Because there's a lot of like death eliminates those debts. Yeah, I don't know actually. I'm not sure. But then the, uh, the next two reasons are mm-hmm. honor killings and mental illness. So, a mental illness is, like, the least popular reason. Most of the time, it's not even a mental illness. It's mm-hmm. that they are completely driven insane mm-hmm. by these breakups yeah, or sense. whatever. Yeah. So, the four categories we have now are family breakups, financial troubles, honor killings, and mental illness. But I yes. feel like honor killings kind of plays into the divorce thing as well as the breakup thing. So, it's like, I don't want to... Can you define honor killing? I think this is an honor killing in a way. I think he thought... That he was protecting their honor by killing them. I see. Oh, like doing them a favor. Yeah. Okay. Like protecting their honor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see your thing. And so he was like, I'm gonna, I love my family and I don't want them to like have this embarrassment and shame. Yeah. And so I'm just gonna kill all of us. 
Yeah, so now we're, everyone's going to be talking about us for years to come. Yeah, like, being, you're not helping. Yeah. Like, this is not... Like, you know, nobody like, knew there's your no name honor before now. this. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so, it's so weird. It's just weird how this is... They get to this point where they're like, this is the only way out. Yeah. And so then, with the family breakups, where you were talking about how people are so connected to their faith, or even sometimes it's not even that they're connected to their faith, it's that they won't be accepted into that community. Yeah. It's not like they're yes. personal. It's yes. the community's faith. They're like, I can't divorce. Yeah. So I have to kill my wife, and then I'll frame it on somebody else, right. and then I can marry this person I want to marry. Yeah. Because I don't want to divorce them, I can't divorce them, and I don't want to have an affair. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just kill them all, make it look yeah. like something else happened. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit about what a family annihilator looks like and like what the causes of that are. 81% of men who kill their family family members attempt to kill themselves afterwards as well. Yeah. So usually, like, they usually also it's, kill themselves. Yeah. It's not like they're running away and yeah. creating a new identity. And I feel like the ones that don't kill themselves just deny it until... Yeah, they're like, nope, didn't do that. They com- they're completely went into, like, a psychotic yeah. episode for a second. And then they're like, I didn't do that. I completely defer that from mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. It's crazy! Don't. So... Don't kill your family. Just, just try not to do that. Yeah, like, don't kill your family in the missionary position. What is, what is that quote it's from? It's from Mean Girls. Girls? Where he's like, oh. just, just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> okay, so to cleanse your palate from that horrificness, let's give a nice giggle to end the night or continue your day, Yeah, I guess. I'm also thinking that it might be fun to suggest podcast giggles. Okay. Because you're probably listening to this on a car. Or like, yeah. You're probably listening to it where you don't have access to a TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to give a podcast giggle. Okay. Okay. So, um, I guess which podcast it is. Okay. It's a comedy bang bang. It is. Okay. <laughs> so, me and Joel's favorite podcast is Comedy Bang Bang. Well, I guess it was my favorite and then I showed it to Joel and now he's watched all 620 oh, episodes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And there's like 600 plus episodes and he bought Stitcher Premium so he could listen to all of them. Oh my god. And I've listened to, I don't know, like... 30 or 40 episodes. Yeah, I've listened to one repeatedly. Yes. (laughs) So this episode is number 616, and it's the uh, Memphis, Kansas Breeze episode, which is a really, really funny fake band that talks about, they're like a country band, and they sing a song about how they're in love with their truck, but then the next song they like start having sex with their truck oh, God. and the truck gets pregnant and they have a human skin truck baby and Ew. there's a song about human skin truck baby and it's Ew. so funny oh my um God. if you like really ridiculous improv comedy podcasts comedy bang bang's a great one and you should listen to episode 616 like i almost pee myself sometimes <laughs> when I listen to them. And I, the job i used to work we would pack which is like hiking with big like big heavy weights on your back and I would just listen to Comedy Bang Bang to, like, ease the pain. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny because people would see me packing. And I just, <laughs> like, like have this ridiculous contraption on my back. And I'm just laughing my yeah. ass off. And I look like a crazy person. But uh, this was one of those episodes. There's so many other good episodes. And I'll hopefully we'll add a few into that, like, as we go mm-hmm. into the mix. But if you're in the car and you want a funny thing to listen to now because you're a little shaken up, I think you should listen to Comedy Bang Bang, episode 616. Do it up. And, uh, enjoy. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So if you want to tell us anything, like, a ghost story you've experienced, or request an episode for us to do, please email us at oeopod at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram, and you can send us a DM if that's easier for you, um, at when I open podcast. On Instagram? What is it? 
One Eye Open Podcast. One Eye Open Podcast. Yes. Um, or you can tweet at us or follow us on Twitter at One Eye Open Pod. And, and uh, or you can like us on Facebook at One Eye Open oh, yeah. Podcast. I think we forgot that last episode. Yeah, like us on Facebook. Well, yeah, give us a like. Also, most importante, go rate, review. review, subscribe, do it up. On Apple Podcasts. Yeah, rate and view on Apple. Or iTunes. Follow us on Spotify, iTunes, whatever. We're on it all. Yeah. Do it all. Uh, but yeah, honestly, it really would help if you uh, rated us and reviewed us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it. So, uh, bye. <laughs> so, uh, bye. Okay, bye.